G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Kabbalah is the most well-known brand of Jewish mysticism and it really came into its own in the 13th century in Spain when the Jewish book, the Zohar, was written. It's credited to the Jewish sage Shimon Bar Yochai in the 2nd century. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In Foundations, we've been learning about the different religious groups within Judaism. We've learned about the groups mentioned in the Bible, but there are more than that, some going back to the early centuries after Christ. One of the most interesting and elusive or confusing is the sect of Kabbalah. That's what we're going to learn about on this program. I started learning about this and I still don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's really confusing. In a word, Kabbalah is mysticism, Jewish mysticism. It began in the early centuries of the Christian era, and the earliest Jewish mysticism was Merkava mysticism, whose aim, uh, the whole goal of this particular branch, or I'm going to call it a sect, actually, Mm -hmm. was to understand and even experience the vision of the heavenly throne that the prophet Ezekiel saw. Another form of Jewish mysticism was Sefer Yetzirah, which was focused on trying to learn the methods that God used in creation and their primary focus was studying creation through different arrangements of Hebrew letters and numbers. And mm. to be perfectly honest, I don't understand what any of that <laughs> sounds fascinating. means. I mean, it, it is fascinating, but I still don't know what any yeah. of it means. Like, it's really confusing. I would suggest that today most people have heard of Kabbalah But not because of what it is, but because it's a trend within the celebrity community. Yes, Hollywood's right into it, isn't it? If it's weird and wonderful, Mm -hmm. Hollywood jumps on that bandwagon. And um, Madonna has embraced it, Demi Moore, Ashton Kutcher, Britney Spears, uh, Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton. Mm. There's a whole host of them who have all embraced Kabbalah. And it seems to me, you know, again, one famous person has got to jump on a trendy bandwagon and everybody else follows, you know, nobody wants to be left behind. That's right. Well, they all know the name, but I guess, do they even know what it means? And do we know? I mean, what what exactly is Kabbalah? Can I just tell you that there was one time Pastor John MacArthur was preaching about something or other, and his program was on television. And at the time, Madonna's boyfriend or partner at the time actually made contact with him and wanted to have a conversation with John. And was really, really ardent in saying, oh, you can't say things like that. Don't you understand the power of your words and what you might do? And it might mm. bring about the end of the cosmos and all this because of his what he believed through Kabbalah. Now, right. was he understanding it correctly? I don't know because I don't know if you can. <laughs> but it was interesting to me that he was very devout. He was really, really mm. serious. I guess it's one thing to be serious, but you can be seriously wrong at the same time, can't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what is Kabbalah? Okay. So it has been said simply that Kabbalah explores the nature of God and the universe. That's simple enough, but it's not simple at Mm. all. I cannot make head nor tail of this. Kabbalah is the most well-known brand of Jewish mysticism, and it really came into its own in the 13th century in Spain 
when the Jewish book, the Zohar, was written. And this particular book is believed to have originally been written, or at least it's credited to the Jewish sage Shimon Bar Yochai in the second century. Okay, so what is the Zohar then? It is a commentary on the Torah. And its primary focus is trying to understand the divine world and how it relates to the natural world. So the spiritual dimensions correlating to the natural dimensions. That's what Mm. the Zohar is trying Mm -hmm. to uh, join together. So I went to the website My Jewish Learning and it puts it like this, quote, According to Kabbalah, God as God, also known as Ein Sof or the infinite, can't be comprehended by humans. However, God can be understood and described as revealed in 10 mystical attributes or the sephirot, end mm. quote. Okay, <laughs> it's as clear as mud. <laughs> I was going to say, got it? Yeah, that's Does right. Does it make yeah. sense? Yeah, perfect. Oh, okay, so let me just put it this way. I, I read a number <laughs> of descriptions of Kabbalah and I've come away not really understanding any of them. Mm. The thing that seemed to be consistent, however, was the belief that individuals could have an experiential connection with God. So Kabbalistic teachings were prevalent in the medieval world and progressed a great deal in the 18th century, especially among the Jewish sect of Hasidics, the Hasidic community, that emerged at the same time. The mystical thought that we can have a mystical experiential connection with God actually comes from New Age thought and ideology. Mm. Yeah, and of course, as we know, the New Age isn't new at all, is it? It's uh, you know an ancient ideology and very dangerous. It's grounded in paganism. Yeah, yeah, and even most Christians are not aware of mm. that. The word Kabbalah, it literally means reception, tradition. It could possibly mean correspondence. Uh, one definition describes this tradition as an esoteric method, uh, its discipline, a school of thought in Jewish mysticism. So Jewish Kabbalists have their own sources of Jewish texts, and they also use the Jewish Bible as well and spend most of their time digging out the mystical side of it, looking for the secret and hidden things in Scripture. Mm. And certainly you can see the danger in that, can't you? And it's a little bit like other cults that have got, you know, they use the Bible, but then they've got their own writings that you know are equal or even a little bit elevated above the Bible. And that's the problem. Those mm. additional sources become elevated. Yeah. Um, Kabbalists believe that their practices predate all other religions and they have formed what they believe is the primordial blueprint for creations, philosophies, religion, sciences, arts, politics – Remember, uh, quite some time ago, we talked about the four different levels of interpreting Scripture. There was Peshat, the literal, simple meaning of Scripture. There was the Remez, uh, the hint of something more, the allegory Mm -hmm. within. There was Durash, the prophetic and uh, other passages that connect and have multiple meanings. And then there was the last one, Sod, the mystical the hidden deeper meanings. Well, Sod is the primary method of interpretation in Kabbalah. And to be honest, it, it's really the most mm, dangerous. Yeah, you can see why. Yeah, because as we said before, the things I read about Kabbalah were really quite confusing. It seems that Kabbalah was banned for a time because the practices were akin to occult practices. Wow. Ancient Jewish sages gave Kabbalah some legitimacy and eventually this sect gained mainstream approval and that's kind of where it is today. And the problem with mysticism in any religion is that there's no real way to test to see if the conclusions and the teachings are actually biblically correct because 
they come from a mystical place by the leaders, yeah. from the sages and the, the wise ones with their special mystical knowledge that they've acquired through their supposed direct connection with God. Yeah, it's, as you said, very dangerous because I guess that these teachings haven't come from Scripture, you know, and so they can't be proven or validated by Scripture, and so it just becomes you know, a wise person's words. Yeah, and, and the problem is is they, they will take some Scripture, but then they twist it or mm. interpret it through yep. these additional sources. Just enough sources. to make what they say sound Exactly, and, yeah. a, and the rule of those four levels of interpretation is supposed to be that no Alternate interpretation, be it the Remez, the Derash, or the Sod, must ever compromise or undermine Peshat, the mm. plain level meaning yeah. of the text. Yeah. But unfortunately, this Jewish mysticism, um, and all mysticism, to be honest, because it's right throughout all different religions throughout yeah. history, actually does counteract or undermine the plain meaning of the text. I mean, Kabbalah is not unique with mysticism. It's found in Sufi Islam. Uh, in Hinduism, it's in Buddhism, it's in Catholicism, it's in Evangelical Christianity, New Age practices, Wicca and many more. It's not new. Mm, yeah, It's everywhere. So the, the real caution, uh, Robbo, is that we need to test all things according to the Word of God. So if you see something in Scripture and it's something clearly established by God, we accept it. Mm -hmm. No problems. If someone stands up and says they've had an experience with God and he told them something either in a vision or a dream or a trance or some other method of revelation and it can't be confirmed by scripture without contorting it or mm. taking it out of its context and changing the original meaning, then we have to give it the flick. That's right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Kabbalah is really fascinating to learn about. I mean, it's really interesting, but because it is completely very much grounded in extra-biblical and non-biblical um, teachings and resources and doctrines, you know, we really should stick clear of it. And that applies, actually, to even to our Christian faith yeah. with a lot of the the, the fringe stuff. Mm -hmm. We just need to say, you know, thanks, but no That's thanks. That's right. Major on the majors and minor on the minors. Exactly. And I think this is where we would look at Rabbi Jesus and Rebbe Jesus mm. and say, this is what the Scripture teaches and this is how it guides your life. Not go digging into the mystical and the hidden. Perhaps God's hidden it for a reason yeah, so that point. we don't get into trouble. Well, that brings today's program to a close. But a reminder, you can listen back to today's episode and others via the free Vision app. If you don't already have it on your device, just search Vision Christian Media on your app store to download it. You can also listen again on our website. Just go to vision.org.au forward slash foundations. We look forward to you joining us again next time as we continue to unpack the Jewish cultural, historical and spiritual context of the Word of God on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.